1: Welcome to Sports Time Machine here on the Belief Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. I'm Anna Kagarakis, and each week we head down memory lane as I take you back in time and remember some of the greatest moments in sports history. Leave your flux capacitor at home. All you need to do is subscribe to the show on iTunes or any of your other favorite directories like Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Now, sports rivalries, adds to the excitement of being a fan. When you see a fellow fan wearing opposing team's gear, you feel that extra competitive edge. But on the rare occasion, rivalry can turn into tragedy. One of the most infamous rivalries in sports history has to be that between Olympic ice skaters, Nancy Kerrigan and Tonya Harding. Because of an event that happened on January 6, 1994. It was this week in sports history that Nancy Kerrigan was attacked by Tanya Harding's bodyguard. A real-life soap opera on ice and one of the biggest scandals in sports history. But before we talk about this infamous event, we have to look back at where the rivalry began. Three years earlier, on Valentine's Day, 1991, Tanya Harding beat Nancy Kerrigan at the 1991 U.S. Figure Skating Championships, then a month later won silver to Kerrigan's bronze at the ISU World Championships in Germany. Harding also became known for being the first American woman to perform a triple axel successfully in a competition that year. Three years later, and two days before the Olympic trials, Nancy Kerrigan, was attacked at a Detroit ice rink following a practice session. But before we get more on that, let's back up one more time. Tanya and Nancy were rivals for a place on the U.S. figure skating team. A month earlier, December 1993, Harding's ex-husband Jeff Gululi approached Tanya's bodyguard Sean Eckhart about somehow eliminating Nancy Kerrigan from the competition. Eckhart then set up a meeting with two other men, hitman Shane Stant and his uncle Derek Smith. On December 28th, Stant went to Massachusetts where Kerrigan was practicing but couldn't carry out the attack, so he followed her to Detroit and met up with Smith. Shane Stant was the hitman. He used a 21-inch collapsible baton to strike Kerrigan's right leg on the back of her knee. It caused the figure skater to cry out in pain. And Stant, he fled the ice rink in Smith's getaway car. Kerrigan's moment of bewilderment and agony over the vile act was captured on camera. Photos of the aftermath were plastered all over the news, newspapers, magazine, and her cries are remembered by many to this day. I don't know some hard, hard black stick. Something really, really hard. Help me. We're gonna get to the train here. All you know is white tall
0: white guy with a with a leather jacket
1: on. The good news for Kerrigan was that the injury left her with just bruises, no broken bones. However, it was severe enough that she was forced to pull out of competing in the national championships the following night. With Kerrigan unable to skate, Harding won the 1994 U.S. Figure Skating Championships and was guaranteed a spot at the 1994 Olympics in Norway. Kerrigan's fellow skaters offered her a spot to compete in the Olympics as well. It seemed Harding's dream would come to fruition. All seemed well for Tanya, but then the FBI began an investigation into Harding's bodyguard, Eckhart. On January 12th, Eckhart confessed to his involvement in the attack and incriminated Stant, Galulli and his getaway driver, Derek Smith. Smith confessed to FBI agents. Then Stant also confessed. On January 12th, Nancy Kerrigan held a press conference after a number of criminals were formally charged. Harding was questioned but denied her involvement. At the time, the United States Figure Skating Association deliberated on whether or not Harding would be allowed to compete in the Olympic Games. After repeated denials of involvement on the attack and no evidence to refute her claims, the association decided that Tanya Harding would be allowed to skate. Harding claimed that she would cut off any connection with Ghoulouli if he was responsible and continue to deny any involvement. She issued the following statement to the press, Despite my mistakes and rough edges... I have done nothing to violate the standards of excellence in sportsmanship that are expected in an Olympic athlete. As the mastermind behind Kerrigan's attack, Galuli was issued a warrant for his arrest and charged with conspiracy to assault Kerrigan. Four days later, he surrendered to the FBI and on January 27th confessed that he orchestrated the assault. Shortly after, on February 1st, He agreed to a deal in exchange for a lighter sentence. Galuli testified against his ex-wife and pled guilty to the crime of racketeering. He implicated Eckhart, Stan Smith, and Harding. Harding then changed her story, admitting that she had learned of Galuli's role in the attack after the championships, but did not inform authorities. Days later, Galuli and Harding's trash was recovered, revealing notes of Kerrigan's practice schedule in Massachusetts. And a handwriting expert confirmed that the notes were written by Harding. When the United States Olympic Committee began considering removing Harding from the team, she filed a lawsuit that successfully stopped this action. At the Olympics, fans sat on the edge of their seats glued to the competition between Harding and Kerrigan. Their rivalry set ratings records. On February 17th, with allegations swirling, the skater shared the ice at an Olympic practice for the first time since the January 6th assault. Kerrigan purposely wore the same outfit she had on when she was attacked and later told the press humor is good, it's empowering. January 25th, on the night of the Olympics, Harding's performance added even more drama to the troubled skater. She abruptly stopped performing during her first skate, broke down crying due to a broken lace on her skates. Although she was allowed to re-skate, she couldn't pull herself together, and ultimately came in eighth place at the Olympics. And one word came to many minds that night. Karma. The horrific event threw Kerrigan into the media spotlight. And while she skated her best, Kerrigan took home the silver, although many thought she deserved gold, including Kerrigan. Back in the U.S., on March 16, 1994, Harding officially pled guilty to conspiracy to hinder the prosecution of Kerrigan's attackers. She was fined $160,000, sentenced to a three-year probation, and a few months later, had her 1994 National Championships title revoked. She was banned from the USFSA forever. She was banned from the USFSA forever. Everyone involved in Kerrigan's attack, except for Harding, served jail time, as there was never any further evidence of Harding's knowledge of the plans before the attack, other than Galuli's testimony. But her ex-husband got revenge by selling graphic photos of the couple having sex on their honeymoon to the tabloids. Meanwhile, Harding's attempted movie career flopped. Then she made her professional boxing debut. Kerrigan and Harding even appeared on a talk show together in an attempt for Nancy to promote herself.
0: This is the first time that you two have that face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Nancy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nancy, without a doubt, you two have been are. Uh, and will forever be linked. How has that impacted your life?
1: Well, I think for skating in a bizarre way has helped the sport because it brought awareness to the sport so many millions of people watched that otherwise would ne- never have. And I think because of that, they watched and enjoyed it. And that's still fans now of the sport. And they watched because of the so-called rivalry, which I don't think there is any rivalry and never was.
0: And the impact on
1: your life specifically? I was hurt for obviously no reason. Luckily, still got to get well enough in time to go and compete and skate the performances of my life with the help of my family and the world, really. The entire world got behind me. It was just phenomenal.
0: What about you, Tony?
1: Well, It was really
0: hard because my whole life, I always built everything around my skating career and I lost everything. I mean, I lost my life and my career and everything else. And um, it's just been, been really, really hard. How often do you think about it? I think about it every day. I mean, I come across people that come up every single day and say something to me. And so it's always really hard to deal
1: with it. Tanya Harding's story was depicted in the highly acclaimed 2017 film I, Tanya. A dark comedy biopic which featured an incredible cast, including Margot Robbie who played Tanya. Now I watched that film at the Napa Valley Film Festival and remembered immediately how much I loved it that night. You know, you kind of felt sorry for Harding at one point, but swiftly remembered the rest of the story. It was all told in her perspective, but it was so incredibly done. Fantastic direction, music, acting, it really was the whole package. And Alison Janney, who played her mom, won the Oscar for Best Performance by a Supporting Actress. Even though I personally think that that movie deserved a nomination for Best Film and Best Director that year. If you haven't seen it, make sure you go check it out. It's definitely worth your time. Now, Tanya didn't admit it in the 90s, but after the film, in 2018, Harding made a confession. Sort of.
0: I knew that something was up. You never said to Jeff, let's do
1: this. No. I did, however, overhear them talking about stuff where... Well, maybe we should take somebody out so we can make sure she gets on the team. I go, what the hell are you talking about?
0: You believe that you were a pawn. Absolutely. And yet you paid the ultimate price. Yes, I did.
1: What drove the infamous attack on January 6, 1994? A lust to win for fame and money. Was it worth it? She got the fame. But was that what she wanted her legacy to become? If she could do it all over again, what would she have done differently? All of it? Let me know what you think by reaching out on Twitter at Anna Kagaraikis. That's K-A-G-A-R-A-K-I-S. Or you could also use the hashtag Sports Time Machine. Some other things that happened this day in history. Wheel of On January 6, 1975, the game show Wheel of Fortune premiered. Wheel of Fortune is the longest running syndicated game show in American television history. It was created by television legend Merv Griffin and hosted since the 1980s by Pat Sajak and Vanna White. And now, here are your hosts and hostess, Pat Sajak and Vanna White. Thank you. Thanks,
0: Charlie.
1: See you later. Thank you, folks, and uh, welcome to Wheel of Fortune. Griffin also created the popular game show Jeopardy! Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Now, Wheel of Fortune is kind of a combination between hangman and roulette. If you are one of the few people who hasn't seen the show, you spin the wheel, with the ultimate goal being to solve the puzzle and get as much money as possible. Now, from the beginning, you had to buy valves, which cost $250, and that hasn't changed even though there's been inflation. The cost remains the same. Pat Sajak and Vanna White, who joined in 1981 and 1982, have become some of the most famous hosts in television game show history. And here's the interesting thing about Vanna White. In more than 6,500 episodes, White has apparently never worn the same gown twice. Talk about a great closet. And the show's producers have claimed that over 1 million people have auditioned to be contestants on the show. And the show has paid out more than $200 million. And that will do it for today. Thank you again for listening to Sports Time Machine. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate Sports Time Machine on iTunes. We're also available on all your other favorite directories as well, like Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find the show at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Anna Kagarakis. Again, that's K-A-G-A-R-A-K-I-S. And on Instagram at Anna Kags. If you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Well, time flies when you're having fun. Thanks for heading down memory lane with me. I'm Annika Garaikis, and we'll talk soon.
0: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me.